Welcome to Shit Your Teenagers Won't Tell You. I'm Kathy. And I'm Meredith. And we're experts on teens. Yes, that's really a thing. We've worked as college admission officers, prep school administrators, and have coached and mentored thousands of teens in our careers. When it comes to teens, we have seen it all. Teens can be wild and wonderful all at once, but they can also frustrate the hell out of you. The good news is that we speak teen. So join us every week as we drop knowledge and interview teens and other experts to help you gain valuable insight into your teenager's world. Because parenting is hard AF, but we've got your back. Welcome to the first episode of Shit Your Teenagers Won't Tell You. I am super excited because I'm here with my co-host and best friend, Meredith, who is literally, actually one of my most favorite human beings on the entire planet. And she's also a badass professional. And she's, well, anyways, I could go on and on, um, but she's amazing. Take my word for it. I'm going to introduce her, let her introduce herself here in a minute. But this is our first episode. And our first episode really is just an opportunity for us to share a little bit about who we are, what we do, why our podcast. I mean, there's a lot of parenting podcasts out there. We know that. And there's a lot of, I think parents are getting bombarded all the time with stuff about how to be a good parent for your kid. And um, we're trying to do something a little bit different. So this episode, we're going to tell you, you know, paint with some broad strokes and then also share some clips of upcoming episodes just to give you a little taste of what this podcast is going to be about. So um, I'm going to stop here and actually let Meredith introduce herself because one of the things that we want to be able to do is to tell you a little bit about ourselves and how we've been spending our time professionally for the last few decades, you know, because we're not, we're not spring chickens anymore, Meredith, unfortunately. No, we're, we're, we're summer chickens. (laughs) <laughs> this is why i love you <laughs> we're summer we're, chickens we're summer what? chickens we've been out uh yeah we've seen a few things we've seen a few things <laughs> hi everyone i'm uh, you know like kathy i am so thrilled to be sitting at my kitchen table recording this first episode of our wonderful podcast and excited to to get to know all of you and how we can help you and also share a little bit more about us. So yeah, so as Kathy suggested with her poultry uh, reference, we, we've we been in the <laughs> game a while. I started my, my career in college admission and working for my alma mater, USC, and really loved that work, really loved working in admission, but often found myself in the position of reading over applications, making hard decisions on students' files, thinking, gosh, you know, if I had only been able to talk to this student when they were a sophomore or freshman or a junior in high school, I would have been given, I would have been giving them different kinds of advice that might have made them sound and be a little bit more um, authentic in their presentation when they were applying to college. So that, that sort of started to bum me out after a while when I worked in admission and it motivated me to go back to school. I have a master's degree in education and human development with a focus in school counseling from GW. I also really love politics and I'm kind of a a nerdy political wonk. So I really wanted to land high nerd factor, high nerd factor. Wanted to land in DC, but that, that, that program really was more of a therapeutic based program. So I sort of took my experience in mission, took my experience in school counseling and, and then started working in high schools and gosh, you know, 
uh, I've held almost every single job there is to hold, every sort of administrative role in mostly pretty competitive prep school, independent school environments on the West Coast and also a school back in Maryland. Been a dean of students, been a director of college counseling in a couple of places, director of diversity, equity, and inclusion. So, you know, for myself, I bring a lot to the table regularly going into schools now as a consultant. About a, six months ago, I started my own consulting practice called Herrera Educational Consulting. I'll spell that. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A because people like to... It's hard to know where the R's go. I admit it. And what I do with my consulting practice is is I really help schools at a high level, at a systems level, look at their wellness programs. We know all of the research tells us that students who don't feel great, they don't learn very well. So I work with schools to help them redesign things like human development, wellness curriculum, which is just sort of what I did day to day when I worked in schools, but on a high, on sort of a higher altitude plane. And then I also have the amazing benefit of coaching for Village, which allows me yet another excuse to hang out with my best best friend, Kathy. So Kathy, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your background and also about Village? We're both working in prep schools, but uh, different prep schools, sadly, had very similar roles just and at the same time, but just not at the same place. So now it's great that we're actually both doing the same type of work at the same place. So Village is my teen coaching practice and we have a group, a team of coaches and and our goal is just to help teens thrive. You know, and I think Meredith and I saw so many kids just kind of suffering through school because they thought that they were going to get the, you know, the the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, which was Mm -hmm. a prestigious college admissions admission letter at the end of four years, right? And most of the time it's not a road to happiness. And, And I wanted to provide something different for kids. I wanted them to live lives more authentically. I wanted them to figure out what they valued and actually live their lives based on those values instead of other people's values. I hear parents all the time. You know, I talked to parents. I talked to a parent today. It was like, I wish we I had you when I was a teenager. And I'll tell you like part of why I started Village and why I work with teenagers is I wish I had me when I was a teenager, right? Like I'm a very different person now at 46 years old than when I was at 14, 15, 16, and even 25, quite frankly. Like one of the things I wanted to ask you, Meredith, before I dive into my personal story, like what even brought you to education in the first place? That's a good question. I mean, I think when I started college, I was pretty dead set on going to law school and thought because I was so interested in politics that that was something that was in my future. And then, you know, when you're a political science major in in college, you're supposed to do a bunch of things that good political science majors do. And I didn't do any of those things. I was constantly working in schools on a volunteer basis. I was part of a women's only sort of mentoring program. I was identified as Latinx and I was often working with, you know, Latinx community in, in and around our school community, our college community. And so, you know, for me as an adolescent, I think I, I started to realize in college a little bit more about my identity and what that meant as a person of color, what that meant as a young woman in the world. And that was a very transformative, empowering, at times really confusing and painful experience. And, you know, I grew up in kind of this, I don't know, kind of Mexican Catholic vibe. And it it came with a certain set of rules that were not necessarily explicit, but just sort of, I was acculturated to. And so really taking a step back to identify who am I? What do I like? What do I care about? What pisses me off? You know, what am I into? 
understanding what my values were and trying to find alignment between who I am, what I believe and what I do was a journey that I don't think I even really started experiencing until like my mid late twenties. And even to today I'm 29. No, that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) That you're still early on in the journey. Yeah, exactly. But so All that to say that when I found myself working with young people, first in college and then later in graduate school, later in admission, and then later in high schools, just to be able to enter a person's life at such a critical time of development, which is something we'll talk a lot about in future episodes, the sort of like straddling of two developmental stages that happens in adolescence, and to help a young person just figure life out out, you know, figure out how they react to setbacks, you know, figure out how they manage their time. It's so empowering for a young person. And so that is really motivating and inspiring to me and has sort of inspired me to continue doing this work. And as the years have gone by to really focus my work on healthy students, you know, how do we grow good humans, kids that are going to be able to successfully navigate high school that's great, but we're kind of playing the long game. You know, I want them to be healthy and happy at 35 and 45 and beyond. Um, and that work is just, I don't know, just continues to be really fun and inspiring. Plus teenagers are weird and crazy and crack me up. I like love working with them. Yeah. Um, I think we both have that in common, right? Like we, at the end of the day, you know, part of this podcast, and I think what sets us apart is that we, not only have we worked with teenagers and their parents for a really long time, we both really just like speak teenager. We say that on our website. We say that, you know, I think you'll hear us say say that a lot because I think teenagers are really confusing. And and part of why I wanted to create this podcast, because so many of the parents that approach me, they're like, can can you explain what is happening? Like, I just don't understand Mm -hmm. (laughs) why this is actually happening. Hey, it's Kathy here. If you want to learn more about my business, Village Coaches, just go to villagecoaches.com and send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Meredith here. If you'd like to learn more about the work that I do with schools, please check out my website, mhedconsulting.com. Kathy. So, I mean, Kathy is very much, you must know, she is a teen whisperer. This woman can like deconstruct a teen in seconds. And I, you know, you mentioned it earlier, Kathy, when you were introducing the podcast that there's a lot of parenting podcasts out there. There's a lot of books about parenting. You know, there's, there's stuff out there for folks to read and digest, but what do you think sets this podcast apart? You know, why, why should folks tune into this as compared to some of those other things? I think I, I I was driving one day and this like popped into my mind, this idea, because I was just thinking, reflecting on my conversations with parents. And I was just thinking like, gosh, it would be great if there was an, a platform which we interviewed teenagers, like talked about issues related to, to raising teenagers, like college admissions and like adolescent development and how to motivate your kid and, and um, why your teen, teen doesn't listen to you. But not just from the experts perspective, which we will share because Meredith and I are definitely experts and we know lots of experts, but to actually interview kids Right. So one of the previews you'll hear later on is an interview with one of my former students, Sophie, about what it's like to go through the college process and what advice she has for parents. Right. Like, I think that's so valuable because, you know, as a parent, you're a teen, when you ask your teenager something, you're likely to get, if you're lucky, you know, three words in response <laughs> or, you know, you might just get a noise, 
a grunt, right? So it's, it's hard. They're at a developmental stage where they don't really want to share a lot about what's going on in their life. And so, wow, I was like, wow, if we had a podcast that enlightened yeah. parents a little bit and gave them a peek inside their teenager's mind, it might help them grow some empathy and just find a different strategy for how to have these more meaningful conversations. Yeah. I think, you know, the other thing that that's it's funny, I'm so glad you said that. I was talking to my dad the other day. My dad is a scientist, by the way, which is relevant to what I'm about to say. I was talking to him and I had a bunch of questions about my, my taxes. And so he was, you know, we were just talking about that. And at some point he was like, mayor, like he calls me mayor. Yeah. I just assume my dad knows everything. So I call my dad and he's like, mayor, like, you should call your accountant. Like I, I know X amount of information. I've now just shared all of what I know, <laughs> like actually call an expert. So a podcast about understanding teens, I think has to involve teens. And the other thing that I think, Kathy, that you alluded to earlier, that's so important is, you know, if you are a parent right now, maybe you have one child at home, two kids, three kids. I think earlier I, I said that sounds like a Dr. Seuss, like blue kid, green kid, red kid. I think Kathy and I tried the other day to do like a rough estimate of the aggregate amount of students we've worked with. And it's well comfortably into the thousands. So I think the other thing is our sample size is really pretty broad, pretty significant. And we've collectively dealt with everything from, you know, the mundane and the silly stuff that can come up, you know, the freak out about like the prom makeup that didn't go right to the very serious issues that can come up around mental health or around transferring schools or around college related issues. Um, so that's, it's, it's kind of hard to surprise us and, and we keep it real, right, Kathy? Totally. And I, and I think that's why teenagers like working with me and Meredith is because we keep it real and we treat them like adults and we know they're not adults, but we, we can have conversations like real life conversations with them, right? We're not trying to protect them from anything. We're trying to help them be the best versions of them. And I think that, you know, it's a little bit like, and, you know, when I think about the different podcasts out there for parents, like a lot of people are coming at it from like a psychological background or a counseling background, which we are. But I would also say like the role that Meredith and I have had in kids' lives have been more like mentorship. And so mm -hmm. like we get into these like conversations that you probably wouldn't talk to with your psychiatrist or your therapist, right? Right. Like, in addition to the prom dress, but like, <laughs> you know, those, those, you know, and the prom date, and oh my God, who's 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 dating who and who hooked up with who? You know, we we can have conversations about what is this? What's this guy saying to you? Oh, yeah, you know, healthy relationship, that, huh? Right. Like, we're we're you know, they're they're and they just mention it's not like. I'm going to go to Meredith because I need to talk about whether or not I'm in a healthy relationship. No, right, I right. trust Meredith and I'm going to be real with her about what's going on in my life. So like our, our, our view into teenagers lives are a little bit different, right? Like mm -hmm. they're just bringing what's just is naturally coming up for them all the time into our world. And we have no choice, but to be there <laughs> along with, for the journey. And I've watched Kathy, you know, present in schools, present to audiences of hundreds of people. I've ha I've watched her do her one-on-one -on -one work with adolescents. And I mean, there's some real sorcery happening. You are amazing at that work. And it's so fun to be able to share that magic on a, in a broader way on this podcast, I think. Because so many parents are suffering from the same kinds of challenges. Meredith, you're making me blush. I'm oh, good. Like, you're That's hard to do. <laughs> 
That's hard to do. You're Frank, it is, not, it is not easy to make Kathy <laughs> blush. Trust me. <laughs> That's so nice of you to say. But you know, I, I do think, I think, you know, we keep it real. Like a lot of this podcast is just like real talk. And giving you the facts and giving you the inside insider's view, right. From teenagers perspectives and other, other experts and, and us as experts as well. So uh, the other thing, like we're going to move on to our clips very shortly and let you kind of hear some previews of what's coming up. But one of the other things that I would say is that, you know, Meredith and I are best friends, but we, we are very different human beings and we were very different teenagers growing up. just incredibly different. So I think the perspective that we bring just from our own lives is really valuable. And I think that's what makes this, you know, I'm excited about this podcast because we're bringing two very different perspectives. You know, this is, this was, and I'll be perfectly honest, was a huge source of shame for me for so long, but it's like one of, yeah, I love Brene Brown and all her work on shame and resilience and living wholeheartedly. And I, I think that one of the things that I've learned is to share this and actually, you know, incorporated into part of who I am and my story, which is I was a really effed up teenager and I had like a two point, I don't know, I did, definitely did not have a 3.0 coming out of high school. And I got into college because at the time it was not so hard to get into college. I'm sorry, USC, this is my alma mater. <laughs> and it's also Meredith's alma mater. But, you know, I got into USC, it was a sub 3.0 GPA in 1993. And uh, I also subsequently flunked out of USC (laughs) about two years later. And I worked my way back eventually. You know, I figured out why I wanted to go to college, why I wanted to get my degree. I did it. And, you know, for years and years and years, I actually lived with a ton of shame around the fact that I had flunked out of college because I actually really wanted to go to graduate school. I didn't do it for until I applied to graduate school when I was 38 years old. And I actually ended up getting, I applied to one school and I got into one school, which was Harvard. Like of all the places, right? Like I'm not trying to like name drop, but I'm just trying to say like the journey is not a straight line, right? So I'm so happy that I did that. I have my master's in prevention science. Nobody knows what that is. It's fine. You can Google it. (laughs) But basically, you know, it's creating interventions for healthy development for adolescents. So anyways, that's my journey. And so a lot of times when parents come to me with challenging kids, I'm like, oh yeah, I totally get that. I actually just talked to a parent whose kid got caught in a big lie. And I was like, Ooh, I was a liar for a minute or two or 10. So like, I know exactly where that motivation comes from, for wanting to lie. Like I Mm -hmm. totally get that, that impulse and instinct. That's enough of me, but it's safe to say Meredith was very different. (laughs) different. (laughs) Very different. In a previous conversation, when Kathy and I were talking about this topic, she asked me if, if I thought we would be friends in high school. And I said, yes, I think we would have been friends in high school because Kathy and I do share a very similar sense of sense of humor. Um, although Kathy, fun fact, Kathy hired me for one of my very first jobs after graduating from college. And she thought I was too serious, well, which is probably true. Words. Too many big words. I was like, she used a lot of big words. <laughs> okay. She seems which brings serious. it back to how I was in high school, which was probably somewhere in like a quiet corner reading a book. Um, so I was, what I like to describe, you know, Kathy accuses me of being nerdy. I think I am pretty nerdy today, but in high school, I think it was just like nerd adjacent. Like I come from a family of nerdy people and yeah, but I also kind of colored in the lines in a way that I think like wasn't good in retrospect. I think I just sort of moved through high school, not very happy. There was a lot of like 
personal struggle going on in my family at the time. And, you know, school was comforting because it was sort of like concrete. You know, if I put in X effort, I get Y outcome. And so I think in some ways, that's what I, why I sort of dedicated myself to school starting later in high school and certainly in the college and grad school. But like my why was one big question mark. And that's what I see a lot. You know, when I talk to parents, a lot of the time, they're really desperate for their kid to be motivated. And it's really hard to be motivated. I just happen to be sort of disciplined. And, you know, my mother is Jewish. I was raised Catholic. So there was just a lot of like cultural norming around like duty and being good in a sort of classic way. And so I was sort of Mm -hmm. compliant to that, but a lot of kids aren't right. My brother, not so much. Uh, Sorry, Jonathan, if you're listening, Uh, (laughs) but it's true. You know it. Um, And in like on the surface, I think you could look at that and say, Oh, but, but she did well. And that was successful. But if you were to go one level deeper, I couldn't tell you why I was doing what I was doing. I couldn't tell you why I wanted to like what I believed in or what my values were really. And I wish I had had someone earlier in life kind of helping me think through those ideas. So yeah, I think Kathy and I, for the record, Kathy, I do think we would have been friends in high school. You would have made me more fun. I would have probably made you go to class and it would have been the perfect relationship. Yeah, I think, and we are in the perfect relationship now, so it's okay. We have the rest of our lives to be in a perfect relationship. Fantastic. Um, but I, I love that you mentioned the cultural piece too, because like I was mm. Jonathan and I, you know, you all can't see me, but I'm Chinese American and I was actually born in ta- Taiwan, came to the United States. I'm an immigrant when I was three years old and grew up with a very, a traditional Chinese household with that traditional values about success and the path that I should be on. And like Jonathan, I totally pushed against that and in a very different way, didn't have direction, right? Like, so I think both of us, and we see this with the kids that we work with too, right? They're coming at this, like this cluelessness from different directions, from either rebelling against the path or like following a path, right? Or being somewhere in the middle and just like a little bit confused about what exactly they should be doing. So parents, as you're listening to us, if you're someone who, you know, wants to know what the heck is your kid thinking, you want to figure out why they're procrastinating, understand how to motivate your your teen, I think this podcast would be a good fit for you. And if you want that content delivered in kind of a no-nonsense direct, like helps you on a Tuesday afternoon when you're tempted to yell at your kid, listen to this podcast. But I think for now, Kathy, this seems like a good time to kind of Press pause and let folks listen to some of our clips from future episodes. We've got some great content from our friend Jamaled, who works in the Stanford admission office, from uh, teen Sophie that Kathy worked with on the college process, and just uh, an episode that Kathy and I did about development. So lots of great stuff coming up. The advice I would give to myself is to really just focus on knowing myself and knowing that I've done the best I can. And and not even necessarily, but like also, I hate the word best you can, but best I could have given circumstances in high school. Like everybody has their ups and downs. So like look myself kind of in the mirror, either metaphorically or literally, and been like, this is what the facts are. And don't be applying already in a regretful, like self-deprecating state where you're like, Ugh, well, if only I had done this club instead. And like, that's just like the worst mindset to be in while doing it because it will make the entire process miserable, 
especially if you're comparing yourself to an unrealistic version of yourself. There's a lot of students who do everything right and they will get rejected from certain schools, right? And so I think that's a reality that can be, you know, we sort of understand that in the culture. And I think for a lot of parents, that's very unsettling. They just, they don't wanna see their child experience discomfort. And there is no no magic formula. I don't have it. I have done this job many years and, you know, yeah. yes, there are things that I know we are gonna pay attention to. And I will say that to students very explicitly because those are priorities at each of those institutions. Right. And it still doesn't mean that I can predict the outcome any more than anyone else who's part of the process, because it is a group of people that oftentimes make decisions. Mm -hmm. Really think about it as an opportunity to sit still and really think about who they are at this point in time. It's so important for students to build lists that are first and foremost <laughs> balanced, mm -hmm but also yes. full of places that authentically speak to who they are or who they want to be and how they want to grow and what they're curious about intellectually. That, that That's sort of the integrity of the list yes. versus the proper nouns matters yes. so much. As someone who works in college admissions, a college is not for everyone. And I say that and I, I really mean that. Sometimes it's just not right now. It's not when, right? Like for some students, they need to finish high school and take take a minute, just take a, a step back. And I want to say that's okay, right? That is really okay. I mean, we have to remember that we're dealing with young people in this process. Mm -hmm. and. People mature at different rates. They understand themselves in different ways. And so remembering that there's diverse pathways to career and diverse pathways to post-secondary education, I think can never be, we don't talk enough about that in, in, our, right. in our culture. I will say when I started working in admission, there was a lot of emphasis on like, parents need to let students drive the process. And I still believe that. Mm -hmm. You can guide students, right? You can mm -hmm. be alongside them and still let them be the ones that are like writing their own statements, turning in their own things, not doing things for them. But that doesn't mean that we need to exclude you from the process. Kids tell me this that I work with over and over again. Well, why do you want to go to college? Well, because I want a job. And I'm like, well, you could go to lots of colleges, but I want a good job. You mean a high-paying job? Yes. And if I if I, I and I if I have to go to at least this college in order to get a high-paying job, because if I don't, then I'm just gonna nothing's yeah. gonna happen to me. And that's just not it's not the facts, but it's what we believe. But your aperture has to be wider than just that test on that day in first period. It has to be more about building life skills, building sort of this intrinsic sense of capacity so that when that child faces another setback, another moment of difficulty, another moment where they didn't quite do what they needed to do, they have a tools they can utilize to actually help them solve the problem. You're not solving the problem for them by letting them get out of something. What parents really want for their kids is they want happy and healthy adults, 40 and 50 year olds, not just like happy and healthy 18 year olds. Thanks for listening to another episode of Shit Your Teenagers Won't Tell You. If you like what you're hearing and you have friends with teenagers, please share it with one of them. You can check out this episode and others on our website, wespeakteen.com. And we want to know what you want to know. So if you have questions or hot topics that you want us to cover, email us at hello at wespeakteen.com. Teens are really hard to understand. There's a lot going on for them, and they're just kind of hard. <laughs> wow. Wow.
<laughs> you can check out this episode and others. <laughs> It's so hard. I think you should just read it. <laughs> no, I won't. Just kidding. Thanks for listening to another episode of Teenagers. Oh my god. <laughs> this is literally like a bloopers reel right now. Okay, we can do this. Let's do it.